Thank you for connecting to this podcast from Faith Renewed Outreach Center. We hope that it's an encouragement to you today. For more information, check us out online at faithrenewed.org. And if you're ready for the Word, grab your Bible and go to John chapter 14. John chapter 14. We've um, <clears throat> been in uh, a little series now for a couple weeks. Just a couple of weeks. <clears throat> John chapter 14, verse 1. It says this. Uh, if you got it, say amen. Uh, make sure everybody's good. Okay. If you don't have it, it'll be on the screen for you. If you need a Bible, stop by Connect. We'll give you one. Uh, just we would love to get the Word of God in you any way we can. We believe it will once again change you. But John chapter 14, the words of Jesus, red letter if you have them. It says this. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Aren't you thankful for him going and preparing a place for us? Amen. And he said this. This is great news. He said, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way, you know. But Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you're going, and how can we know the way? In verse 6, Jesus said it. We've been hanging out here for a couple of weeks. He said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Aren't you thankful for the words of Jesus? Amen. Can we talk to the Father in that name, Jesus? God, we just come to you today, Lord, and we thank you for being such a good daddy, Lord, who loves us and loves every person in this room so much, Lord, that you've made available to them life. And God, I thank you, Lord, that's who you are, and that's what you give, Lord. And we just thank you for it today, Lord. I pray that, that if there's anyone today, Lord, that needs to receive the gift of life today, God, they'll just open up their heart and receive you today. And we just thank you for it, God. We just give you praise for all that you're doing in this house, in our church, in our lives, God. And we just continue to exalt your name because you're worthy. And we thank you for your son, Jesus. I pray, God, you'll continue to give us revelation of him and who he is, and let that continually change our hearts and lives. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. We, uh, I said a couple of weeks, actually 20-something weeks now, 21 weeks, I believe, to be exact, uh, now that we're on a series called The Real Jesus, and I uh, thought we were actually going to end today, but the Lord's put a couple other things in my heart, so I told you we'll go with the flow, but um, we uh, <clears throat> probably may be back here visiting and something again next week as Lord's about Jesus, but I'm learning something. I've um, I look back, and then now it has been 20 weeks as I've been teaching, again, on this series called The Real Jesus. And so I do this twice a week every, every, on Sunday morning. I do two messages on Sunday morning. And so I look back, and I went, man, I've preached 40 messages in a row on Jesus. And, uh, and, and again, every message around here is by Jesus. Uh, John has been asking me now for a couple of years, what's the message on this morning, Pastor? I said, it's on Jesus. And I've uh, preached about Jesus. And so that's who we talk about here. We love him. And uh, we want to learn more about him. But I really, I'm just, I'm, I'm blown away by his love. And, and after 40 messages, I'm just more amazed 
about who he is and, and what he's done in our life. And so, uh, again, I hope you've heard these messages. If you not, have not, go back and listen to them. They're all, again, available on our, our podcast, Google Play, iTunes, whatever it is. Go, go check it out. Get God's Word in you. But we have been hanging out in this passage for the last couple of weeks, and I told you we would uh, visit each one of these truths that Jesus said about himself. And he said that he's the way, he's the truth, and he is the life. And so this morning, we're going to zero in on life and what that means. And so this word, I, I love this word. It, it's the word zoe in the Greek. And um, it's, uh, it is actually, um, a lot of people have pronounced that Zoe. Uh, she has a kitchen right here in town. And, um, and uh, so it's, it's kind of funny. I don't know if that's our southern translation of the word uh, Zoe's kitchen. But, uh, but it, it's actually Zoe, and it means fullness of life. And uh, it's just a beautiful, powerful word. And this, this, there's so much in this. So again, I pray your heart's open today to hear what, what I believe God is speaking to us as we talk about life. And so I'm going to give you three things. I encourage you always to take notes. Uh, I believe you've got a lot more chance uh, getting to heaven if you take notes. I just believe it's true. I mean, so, uh, but uh, again, uh, who the real Jesus is. And so uh, three things a day on life. And the first one is this, the real Jesus is the bread of life. The real Jesus is the bread of life. I want you to do something. We're going to hang out in John today uh, as we did last week, but I want you to flip over a couple of chapters to John chapter 6. And uh, what I want to do here is we're going to um, look at today again what Jesus says about himself and what we see in Scripture according to who Jesus is. And in John chapter 6, we see a beautiful, powerful story here that, uh, again, about Jesus speaking about who he is, about him being life. And uh, I just want to kind of just set the scene about some things that have happened prior to this story. All right, I want you to understand this, that Jesus has already turned water into wine. He is already, by John chapter 6, he's already healed multiple people. I mean, they've actually just seen multiple people healed, miraculous things take place. Uh, he has gathered multitudes. That word about the things that he, had, he was doing was spreading. And so literally multitudes were gathering. And he stepped out. And we know according to what the scripture tells us that there were like 5,000 men on a hillside. And there were, uh, we know, women and children with them. Some theologians say fifteen to 20,000 people. Regardless, if it was just five, a miraculous thing happened when Jesus takes a little boy's lunch and feeds the whole multitude. And then has food left over? I mean, just stay for a minute, man. We, you know, I, it, it just, that just, man, I just, Jesus, man. I mean, only he could do that. So he's done all of these incredible things. And then after he did that, he did this. He goes and he walks on water. He's on one place, and then he said, all right, we, we, I'll meet you over here. And so there's one boat that heads out. There's one boat that leaves, and Jesus is not on it. And then they get to the other side, you know, again, after Jesus walked on the water story, and then the, he gathers, and these people see him on the other side. And it says in John 6 that they knew that he wasn't on that boat, and so they're looking at all of these things happening, and they're amazed by this. And then we're going to pick up here in, in verse 26 is where we'll pick up, at John chapter 6. And we hear Jesus again. They're asking him things. Uh, in verse 25, you can just glance up. You don't have to put it on the screen. But verse 25, if you have it in front of you, it says that uh, when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, where did you come from? All right, so they're like, dude, I mean, 
this is amazing. I mean, again, um, all the things that happened, remember, all the stories that have been unfolding, fed all these people, walks on water, appears out here on the other side. These guys see this, and then they're like, man, how did you get here? What happened? When did you come here? And then Jesus said and answered them and said, Most surely, I say to you, you seek me not because you saw the signs, but because uh, you ate of the loaves and were filled. All right, he's talking about that food. Do that boy's not eat what he did. He said, do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. Then they said to him, what shall we do that we may uh, work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, this is the work of God that you believe in him whom he sent. Therefore they said to him, what, what sign will you perform then that we may see it and that we may believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. And then Jesus said to them, most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven, and he gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. Now, this, this passage is just wrecks me when I start reading the things that are unfolding here. And, and uh, first of all, I mean, again, these people that are gathered out here, they say some things that would frustrate me. I, I think that if you read this, you know, you may be content to see a little bit maybe of frustration in Jesus. I, I think that's there. Again, he was God, but he was man. He was here, and, and they were saying these things. And he kind of gets a little bit, uh, maybe just a little bit tense with them when he says something like, uh, Moses didn't do that. that. That was God. That was my father. I mean, he's, he's, he's kind of dressing this. And, and then they're doing this. They're, they're saying, uh, we want to see the signs. And I, 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 I think he was probably like, you did see 20,000 fed with a Happy Meal, right? 12 baskets left over, and, and, and yet you're still here, and you're still kind of asking for signs. And I think sometimes we've been guilty of that. I think sometimes we're saying, God, show me a sign. And he's already showed us miraculous sign after sign after sign uh, that, I mean, just the greatness of God being in our life and giving us a promise of heaven, that's a miracle from God. And I'm just so thankful for that. And so I I want to see more. We're going to talk about that in a moment. And we've been singing about more. But I just want us to see for a moment that God's trying to tell us he alone is enough. He says this. He speaks these words that I am the bread of life. Now, they ate bread with everything. I want you to understand how these guys work. This is so important today that we see this because we've kind of gotten away from some things here. In this time, they ate bread, and bread was not a side dish. 
It, it was not an appetizer, and it was not something they brought around before the meal. I, you have to understand that it was the meal. I mean, you, just the little boy who had five loaves and two fish, he had more bread than he had fish. The fish was the side dish, and, and, and the bread was the main course. Now, I'm opposite of that. Give me five fat fish, and you can keep the bread. If you, I mean, as far as, again, because, man, I want, I want the meat. I want the sustenance. I want that, that protein. I'm, I have that mindset. And so it's kind of hard sometimes because I think we've gathered that mindset even today with how we look at bread because he says something here, and it's so important. He is the main course. He's the main dish. And I really saw this, um, again, differently when I went on a mission trip about 15 years ago, I went to Romania. And I, I was, I, I, for two weeks in Romania, we, we would spend uh, literally five days. We did two different camps uh, with these, uh, basically, um, it was just orphans that were bussed in from nearby orphanages to the place that we had come into. We actually went in and kind of remodeled a, um, an old facility, government facility up in the side of the mountains in Transylvania, Romania, in the mountains. It was a beautiful place, and we redid it and, um, and uh, cleaned it up, and they bust orphans into us. And so what we did for five days, uh, two camps, we just loved on orphans and just spent time with them. And it really, during that time, God opened up my eyes about something, about how they see things and how maybe I see things. It, it was the love that they have literally for bread. I mean, it was, it was amazing to me. Um, and the, these, these kids would come in, and I learned a few things in Romania. And, and uh, so I was, uh, one of the things I learned was, cum se spune in Romaneste. I thought the Holy Ghost just got all of me. But it was just, I would say, cum se spune in Romaneste. And what I was saying was this, how do you say so-and-so in Romanian? So I would say, how do you say Hanky, in, in Romania. And, I, and it was just our way to kind of communicate, to break the ice with, the, with these uh, orphans. And I, I was sitting there, and I remember being at lunch, and I remember these kids, we all was gathering around, and we was with our group, and was at the table, and I would say, Come say spoon in Romanesti. They'd laugh at me because I'm sure I was saying it like a dork, you know. And they're like, you know, it was like the South Carolina, you know, southern version of, of, of how, do you, how do you say? I can hear it in their language, you know. Hey, how do you say so? You know, but I was trying to communicate. And I remember this word. It's amazing. Fifteen years later, I remember bread. And I, I don't know, I think that one stuck out to me because I remember seeing their, their faces when that bread would come out. And and got to remember what we did. I was working with an orphan care ministry, and so we actually brought in cooks, and, and it was an amazing thing. And these kids were having things in our camp they weren't having in their, their orphanage. And so it still breaks my heart, but, but that bread would come out, and they would see it. And I remember seeing their faces, and, and they were going to it. It was the main course of the meal. I mean, there were little side things, but bread was the main course. And they were taking to begin to eat. And I remember saying, how do you say this in Romania? And, and the little kid that was with me, he said, Pwene. Pwene, my, 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 you know, southern language. And he said, no, 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 Pwene. And I 
say it back to them. And, and, and it was just, again, they'd laugh at me and we'd have this conversation. And, and it was, it was, it was kind of neat, you know, we kind of had a good time and giggled a little bit. But I remember that word and, and that culture that I was in. And it was a lot like what was going on here in this time. Bread was the main course. And I, I think what has happened today, we've, we've kind of gotten away from that in our time because now we're in the low-carb world of America and we have our different mindset. And we really can't eat as much bread as they eat in, the, ate that, in that day because of something that's very important. They walked everywhere they went. And so we don't need the bread because a lot of times this is what we do. We go to the restaurant. Matter of fact, I push it aside most of the time and, and I sit down and, and we have a meal and I'll actually take it off my plate and set it off the side because I'm there for the real food. But in this time, you have to understand some things. They were walking and, and they needed what was being given to them through this bread and what was available there to them that came through that nourishment of the bread. And and I'm afraid today what's happening is we're not walking enough in faith. And as a result, we're not relying on and don't have the hunger and the desire for the bread as we should. And, and I'm, I'm afraid what's happening is we've done this, we've taken the main course, and then we've set it aside for us, and, and we're focusing more on a side dish. But Jesus is saying something here to us. He's telling us that he's not optional. He's telling us here that this is not something that you can do and you can just maybe add a little bit to your plate every now and then. He's telling us that right now this is the main thing. And he says this word. He says that how now he says he says that you can eat of this and then you're never hungry again. And I, I hear that and then I hear him say other things, even the way he taught his disciples to pray. He taught them to pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And I'm sitting there in my heart, I'm going, God, how, do we, how does this work? How is it that we have this bread that we can eat of and not be hungry, but then yet you tell us to eat it every day? And they go together. Never separate the two. What he's telling us is this. You keep eating this bread every day and you won't be hungry. What he's saying is that every day you partake of this, every day you take what, what's available to us and, and we receive of that. And I, I'm afraid we've done this, I think maybe in our orphan state when we just got brought into the family, we sat down at that table and we would grab hold of that bread and we begin to partake of it. But I'm afraid what has happened is over time, we begin to push it aside. And he's telling us here in this story that we must passionately, I, I want to still keep the orphan spirit, even as a son. I, I still want to keep the hunger that was in me as a young man, even as an old one. And I want to sit at that table. And I want to sit there like those orphans, and I want plan A. God, I want your bread. I want to partake of you. I want to take this life. I want everything that you have for me. I want it all. But listen, I'm afraid what's happening is this. We've begun to fill ourselves up 
on side things. And there's no longer room anymore for the main thing. I, I, it's, it's amazing. I went to a restaurant a couple, couple, I guess last week, last Sunday, down in Fountain Inn, man. And I tell you, it's a good place to eat, man. Jay Peters, uh, they need to sponsor me. You know, I don't know if they, all these Olympic, all these Olympic peoples get sponsored, man. I think they need to start sponsoring me as a pastor. Because I'll support them and I'll, I'll represent them. And because I, 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 I did something there that I don't typically do in, in a lot of restaurants, I, I, I hate the bread. And I sat down at that place and I was like, I was going to hold out, man, for the chicken. I'm all right. But I sat down and I was hungry. And they brought out this beautiful buttered croissant straight from the presence of Shekinah glory. Shekinah glory came down and sat right in front of me. And I did something. Again, I typically don't do it. Ask my family. I, I, I took the bread and, man, I took the bread and I just, I hated the bread. And then I did it again. I ate again. And I enjoyed the fullness again. And, and, and as I sat there and as I ate that, and, and then the, the chicken came out, the main thing. I did this. I, I ate. I actually split it with my wife, and it's just so much food. I always split there. It's a lot of food. Honestly, I sat there, and I was like, I could walk out of this restaurant right now, leave this on the table, and be satisfied. I'm a, I'm a I'm afraid this is happening. And, and if you find yourself here this morning and you're saying, man, I, I want to hunger again. God, I want your bread again. And, and if, if, if that's not in you right now, if that desire for more of him is not in you, ask yourself, what am I putting in its place? What am I filling myself with that, that is curbing the appetite for him? What is it that I'm placing inside my spirit? What is it that I'm putting inside of my heart that's keeping me from his presence? That's keeping me from walking up to the table again? And saying, bread, your bread, God, I want more of you. Now listen, uh, please understand this. He's telling us he's enough. He's, he's telling us here, he's not optional. When he says this, I'm the bread of life, he's telling you, you will die without me. You are malnourished. Without me. You cannot walk without me. Now listen, I, I, I hope we get today and understand this, that he's telling us that this is a continual feeling of his, 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 him and his spirit. There's a lot of folks who brought up in here, kind of similar to what I was brought up in the Pentecost and, <clears throat> and talking about 
<clears throat> being filled with the Spirit of God. I, I want you to understand that that word filling <clears throat> is an ongoing process. It is a, not a one-time thing. Please understand that when he, when he says, be filled with the Spirit, he's talking about like your car. That you fill this thing up and then you go on the journey and then you get filled again. Because he's telling us. And then what I'm afraid happens too many times is we get filled up with something and then that vehicle sits there. And it does not move. And then we say things like, man, it has dirty gas in it. No, the gas was fine. You didn't use it. And so please see this, that he's telling us you partake and then you walk. He's telling us just like bread. He said you partake, then you walk. And I'm telling you this, when you walk, you'll get hungry for more. When you get out and do something, it'll cause a passion inside of you and a hunger to start stirring up within your heart. Jesus is the bread of life. Please understand that. Now, this is what I love about Jesus. Man, I'm glad you guys, man, was dead on picking the songs this morning. And they always just flow in the Spirit, man, hear from God and that stuff. But... Uh, Get this. It's not about what he gives. That's not the thing. It's about who he is. But as we get him and encounter him, you know what his desire is for you? More. To give you more. The second one this morning is Jesus' life. Is He's abundant life. He's abundant life. John 10, 10 says this. Jesus said, he said, The thief does not come except to steal kill and destroy i have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly listen please understand this jesus does not want you to just make it he does not want you to just hang in there live in survival mode the whole rest of your life and always be waiting on a miracle that's not what he wants for you. He don't want you always have to be hanging on. Listen, he wants you to walk in fullness, and he wants you to walk in abundance, and that is part of his plan. But you have to always stay focused on the main thing. We see in Scripture, Ephesians 3, he says, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever Hey, man, listen, please understand. Jesus is wanting to take you as you partake of him. He's wanting to give you more. And I, I'm, that's what I'm loving about what we're seeing in this church, man. There's people getting filled up, and then they're saying, man, what else is there next? What else can God do? What else does his Bible say? What else does his word teach us? And so, again, going after more of him, but we must constantly always be pursuing more of him. But he says something. It's huge when we get, when we get this. Matthew 6, he says that seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all of these things will be added to you. This is how God gets more to us. This is how he gets more into our life and gets the things in us that we need to have in our life. Seek him first. Seek him first. And then he does this. He adds the things. Don't come up, sit down, and say, I want some chicken, french fries, Lord, I'm about to get hungry. 
I want to sell it. I want all this. Yeah, give me a piece of bread, I guess. Understand what, what he's speaking of here. He says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things to be added to you. The very things that he's speaking of here, read prior to it. He's speaking about money. He's speaking about food, drink, clothes, all the things that come in life. And this is what he's telling us here. He's, he's telling us, you seek me. I'll add to things. It happens too many times as people seek the things. And I got to do this because I got to have the things. You see right here, Jesus doesn't have a problem with you having things. He don't want things to have you. Matter of fact, we see him wanting to add more things. And I think the more you seek him, the more he'll add. I think there's so much more that God wants to pour into your life. But don't get it backwards. Don't get it wrong. Don't try to seek things and then try to add God because you're going to say, where's the bread? He is abundant life. He's fullness. He's able to do exceedingly, hear this, abundantly, more. That's Chris, man, we've been praying for some stuff, man. And I'm loving it that we're seeing it. But you know what's awesome? He's going to do more. <laughs> I'm thankful for what we're encountering. But there's more. There's abundance available to us. And, but he's saying this first. Make sure you sit down. Put me first. Then get ready. Just get ready. They're going to keep bringing stuff out to the table. You can say, what? <laughs> Dad was included? We freak out, man, when you go to a restaurant and then you find out something's included. I do, man. I'm, maybe it's just that, that good steward in me, that tight. Cheap stuff. When I find out something's extra, <laughs> you may not get this too. Yeah, yeah. More. The real Jesus is the bread of life. The real Jesus is abundant life. Finally, the real Jesus is everlasting, eternal life. He's everlasting, eternal life. This is good news. This is great news. 1 John 5, 20 says, And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us an understanding that we may know Him who is true. And we are in Him who is true, in His Son, Jesus Christ. This is the true God and eternal life. This is the true God and eternal life. Man, Guys, understand something. Live forever. Live forever. 
eternity. And I, I, we can't grasp this right now because we're still thinking on one level when God has more. Listen, we get eternity in heaven with every person who's put their faith in Jesus. Every one of your family members who's put their hope in Christ and put their faith in the gospel message for eternity. And, and, and the good news is they're not going to get on your nerves there. There's, there's going to be, it's, it's going to be good. And, and, and we're going to get to hang out and sit down with all the saints of old for eternity. We're going to get to hang out with Jesus forever. Come on, somebody. Forever. And Jesus is telling us something here. He's telling us that there's eternal life available. And he says this because of something that doesn't get discussed enough in the church any longer. It's because there's eternal death also. There's an everlasting punishment and there's an eternal life that's available. Matthew 25 verse 46 goes on. We just read part of verse 33 earlier. It goes on and says, And these will go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. This word here, he uses everlasting punishment, eternal life, same word. That's why I just put them together. Because he says this here. It means without end, never to cease. So never to end, we can have life. Never to end, there is also eternal punishment. Uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 1 says, These shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power. It is an eternal destination of suffering and separation from God for those who reject Jesus. That's tough to hear, but it's the truth that we see in Scripture. And, and we don't say these words enough. And again, I, I'm, I'm, I, I, we, don't, we don't talk about it enough, man. There, it's in the Bible. We see it here. There are words here that describe this. And every time I see things, when it comes to the situation in the eternity of hell, I see punishment. I hear words of destruction. I hear words of torment. I hear words like fire. I don't hear anything else. And, and I know some other people are saying, man, it's, it's just going to be, well, I may not be, be in heaven, but it's not going to be a big deal. Anything you see in Scripture says otherwise. Revelation 20.10 says, The devil who deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are, and they will be tormented day and night forever and ever. And he goes on in verse 15 to say, And anyone not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. There should always be two responses in us to these verses. I hope that what stirs in your heart when you hear these things is a thankfulness I praise in your heart that God has created a place for you. He says that, that was he says the hell was created for the devil and his angels. That's what that's for. That was never created for us. But it is for those who make the choice to reject Jesus. And people say, How does he send someone there? He doesn't send them there. 
and make a choice. And make a decision. And I said this earlier in this series two weeks ago, and I talked about Jesus being the way, and I think sometimes we get focused on, well, they're just what people say. There's many ways, and, and Jesus said, no, I'm the only one. And I want us to get focused on the fact that he made a way. And he made it available for us, and that there's life here. And this is what, this is what stirs in my heart, I believe, should be the other response within you. That's a desire to share his love with everyone that you know who hasn't received that yet. I hope to heaven that we can't leave this service today and say, man, great service. Go on life as usual and then just show back up again here next week. Without taking that time, somewhere in between, pray and then go and then share the good news of eternal life that comes through Jesus with others. Heaven help us if we do. Only just come in and have one response. And that's thank you, Jesus. The truth is, and a lot of people reject and walk away from Jesus because of what takes place here in John chapter 6. There were thousands gathered. There were multitudes around him when they were giving him happy when he was giving them happy meals. And then he gets up and he makes statements and he makes claims in Scripture, and he starts telling them things that they struggle with. He gets up and says, that bread that we passed out, that was just a picture. That was just an example. He was telling them, he was showing them, that there's a covenant that you can make with me. Now I'm the bread. And he says things like, I got to eat of my flesh and drink of my blood. And they're like, dude, I know I was have to do all that. I, I just thought I could just come show up and get fish and chips. He's, he's saying, you don't understand that there's more. And he's telling them this, that it's him. And he goes on to say, I'll pick up in John chapter 6, near the end of this verse, in verse 66, Jesus is speaking to his disciples. And when he's speaking to them, the thousands that were there, the, thing, the people that had gathered and heard and, and had seen the things, seen the miracles, heard what he said, it says in verse 60, it said, they heard this, things that he was saying. But he was saying, this is more than just showing up. This is a covenant that you can have with me. And it's eternal life. Now again, I hear that and I'm like, man, this is awesome. Some hear it and say, I'm not sure. And you can read up in verse 60 where it says that this is a hard saying to them. 
and they couldn't understand it, and they struggled with it, and they began to walk away. I don't know if all were gone. I don't know how many exactly were not there, but I know what Jesus says in the text. In verse 66, Jesus says this. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. Oh, man, I'm going, he just fed you. This guy, he was on this side of the lamb. He made it over here. There was water in between. And he didn't have a boat. How do you walk away from that? How do you walk away? Jesus asked the question. Do you also want to go away? But Simon Peter answered him. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. God, let us get to that place. When things happen that we don't understand, when we read something or I get up and say something, that challenges you. <laughs> that in your natural man that doesn't just set just right. That message version of, I think verse 60 says something like, that was hard for them to swallow. That's what it says, something along those lines. It was hard for them to swallow. Hearing Jesus say these things. God, help us get to the place where there are things that we hear or things that we don't understand, things in life that we struggle with. God, help us get to the place where we say, I'm not going anywhere else. I refuse to go back. God, your words are life. And I know if I just keep walking with you, I keep receiving, keep being, keep taking. God, you have so much for me. I want you to stay with me, please, if you would. Oh, man. Spirit of God's in here right now, guys. It's been hard even just, whew. God, I thank you right now that your life your life, your hope, your healing, your bread. God, let us come up to the table again. Let us come up to the table again. And partake, God, of what you have for us.
Let's just heads are bowed, eyes are closed. I, I, I have to always give the opportunity because Jesus made a way. There's life for you in this room. If you haven't put your faith and hope and trust in Jesus, it's just the truth. There's, there's everlasting punishment. But the gospel's good news that he brings life and he's made it available for you. 